Welcome back to the Charlie Music Podcast. This is episode 27. I don't know why I just looked, because I just said it was 27 before we started. Uh, we were talking about measure 12 of the spirit of music, and we've got CJ here to talk about it. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right. I'm uh, getting through the week. That's good. I think. <laughs> not you sure. sound sure. Not sure yet. <laughs> yeah. You, you definitely didn't sound sure. You know, like... It was a weird, it, the week started and I don't, like, I'm very confused about what's going on. Oh, yeah? That, well, last, because last Friday, last Thursday, I thought fr- it was Friday. and I thought Oh, I that's right. On- I forgot about that. So, like, I, I, I work started on Monday this week. We're recording on a Wednesday and I don't know if it's really Wednesday or not in my head. <laughs> so, I can't process. So, um, <sighs> tomorrow should be an interesting in a good way day. Like, it shouldn't be a bad day. Like, it should be. Should be a good. Well, that's night. good. Yeah, nice day. Like there's a lot to do, but good people that I'm doing it with, so it should be a good day. That's good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. How about yourself? Moving right along, let's get to the book. <laughs> um, that good. Yeah, it's, that's fantastic. Uh, so I walked out of work today and realized how close to a nervous breakdown I actually am. <laughs> what? Yeah, I felt it. I was like, wow, I'm really close because of work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. So, um, but yeah, um, it's, yeah. That is not. I had someone good. yesterday or today, I don't even know, I don't even know what day it was. I was in the middle of a meeting, had giant headphones on, was in the middle of a sentence, and someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, the wheel on my chair is broken, can you get me a new wheel? I was like, meeting? Hello? Like, would you do this to any other person in the office? Wow. Like, you were on a Zoom and, meeting? Like, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Teams meeting. Um, and I'm not even the facilities person. Like, <laughs> you had to walk by the facilities person to get to me. Like, wow. What's the deal? I kind of. It's been like I, that. It's just been dumb people just doing dumb stuff all day long. <laughs> I, so, as we've spoken, like, I've been listening to the, it's an audiobook, like, on and on and on. And, I finally finished the second book. I'm going into the third one. And there, one of the main characters is an AI, a snarky AI. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fr- freaking hysterical. And um, he he calls all humans monkeys because he doesn't think we're any smarter than them because that's where we evolved from. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so there's a line that one of the, 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 the human characters says. He goes, he goes, idiots are smart because they'll keep trying to do things until it breaks. <laughs> you know, like, like it was just yep. the line. I'm sitting here and I'm like, that is so true, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you know, and you sit here and you're like, yeah, 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 you know, those ignorant people will do whatever they can until it breaks, and mm-hmm. then they're like, well, I didn't do it, like yep. I didn't break it, and it's just like, yeah, I get that. There's there's a lot of things that I'll be at my my desk and people will come over and ask me, and part of the reason why is because the people they should be asking are not always the most receptive. Mm-hmm. So it, they'll come to me first, and if I have the answer, fantastic. If not, then right. they have to go there. But mm-hmm. and I, that's probably what you're getting too is that you're probably yeah. nicer than most, and they're like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to bother him, even though I'm bothered. <laughs> yep. 
So yeah. You listening to any good music? Um, actually, you know what? I I should have brought it up and I forgot. Let me let me pull it up real quick. Um, are you gonna be able to hear this? Yes, you should be able to hear this. That's all right. Even if you don't, you, you know, they don't have to see me. I'm <laughs> uh, spelling it wrong. I think. What in the world was that? What you're spelling? What in the world is your spelling? No, I, I guess I hit delete too many times and it made like that Windows like stop hitting delete button. <laughs> ding 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 ding. Um So yeah, uh, I'll I'll play a little bit of this for you and um I'll tell you what it is afterwards. Okay. And I want to see if you got the same vibe that I got. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Any particular artist that reminds you of? Jackson not 5. Not necessarily the vocals, but... Jackson 5. Okay. Not what I was going for, but okay. What were you going for? I got a strong, like from the instrumentals, strong Billy Joel vibe. With the Not horn. from the vocals, obviously. With the horns. Yeah. No, there was a Billy Joel the vibe drums. there, but then as they came in and sang on top of that, yes. I got a Jackson 5 vibe. Yeah, I, I, I definitely hear that. Yeah. Yeah, I could tell. So this I, is Wolfpack, um, so... Corey Wong plays with Wolfpack. Okay. So, so you've mentioned I've been meaning before. to check them out for a long time. So Yeah. No, that's a but cool yeah, vibe been, though. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a good album. I didn't get to the whole thing um this week. But I'm, a, uh, I'm assuming it's, it's a live one because you listen you're listening to it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I was wondering if like maybe the, the the um the Billy Joel vibe came from the fact that it's at Madison Square Garden, and I could just hear the Madison Square Gardenness of it. Well, know. how old is the group? Is it a young group? It's a fairly young group. Maybe this they're came influ- out in 2019. Maybe they're influenced by him. Could be, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's he's what decades of music, mm-hmm. you know, and he's he's like a Jimmy Buffett, like he's yeah. generational. It's just every generation knows his music. Yep. For sure, you know. So, um, it's interesting, but I, I I could also understand that too. I can understand how you're listening to it in a venue which has become like a home for Billy Joel, right? Yeah. And I've listened to a lot of Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden, so I, I'm I'm wondering if I'm hearing that room noise. No, because I, I didn't know it was Madison Square Garden, and okay. when the horns came in, I kind of felt like it was the it was the beginning of like a Billy Joel song, and it wasn't until the singers came in. 
that I got okay. the Jackson Vi Five. Like the two, like kind of melded together. Gotcha. Because he's Billy Joel is pretty. Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, again, sorry. No, no, no. Billy Joel is pretty diverse in his uh, composition. Yeah, I, I like yeah. his out. Al- like his albums almost have a theme to them when it comes to the music. Yes, and I, and for I sure. think that's why you can connect him to almost every type of feel. Mm. You know, like his yep. his uh, what is it the um, which album has Lullaby on it? And I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, you know, you know what I'm talking River about. River of Dreams. Huh? River of Dreams. River of Dreams, and that whole thing has like a gospel feel to it. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's every song. Even Lullaby yeah. has that little bit of a gospel mm-hmm. feel to it. You know, so. Yep. I can see that. You have another song? Yeah, one more. One in more my back more. pocket. Oh, can we hear it in three part? Pecapella, here we go. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. that it's taking me all this time to say, girl. Oh, yeah. I'm so. Yes. So it's taking me all this time to say, So they they have the audience singing in three parts with them, and I oops, sorry, hit, hit, didn't hit pause, um, but I totally get a Jackson vibe from that. Oh yeah, totally, and that's totally. all acapella, I'm assuming. Yes. How many yeah. people in the group? Uh, I think five, but they have a couple like guests come on during the show. Okay, but like the group I think it's five. is five. I think okay. it's Pretty sure it's fine. It sounds like there's about four or five people there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that was cool. And it was like, it's crazy that the whole audience was doing this song too, because you can <laughs> hear that. <laughs> um, and I'm going to see if I can pull this up to uh, do that. And that. for those listening and not watching, Kyle is currently. I'm, gonna, I'm giving them a play-by-play. Oh, play-by-play. Play. So you don't have to edit out like the silence. You could just <laughs> let it go. I don't, and, I don't know if this is going to work, but at, we'll at, try this. At this time, I'm watching Kyle look for music on his computer. Yes. That's what you can't yes. see at the moment. For you on YouTube, just watch what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. So let's see if this works. Hard work and dedication put to the test. So I'll clean it up in post, but um, that is Victor Wooten and the Wooten Brothers' new song called "Sweat," which is I haven't listened to it yet. So it's not out yet. That's just the that's just the snippet they released. Right, it comes out Instagram Friday. Friday. This was on Instagram. There was a little thing on Instagram or Twitter or whatever it was, or X or whatever they're called now. Yes, sounds good. I'm 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 excited about it. So I want to know if they're going to play it on October seventh when I see. Uh, it. yes. Uh, the The post says that they're doing it October seventh. It's the Sweat tour, and the song is called Sweat. Nice. So I wonder if a new album is going to be coming out. 
I would think that it is. That's awesome. Yes. I'm getting very excited about this concert. Yeah, it's going to be a good concert. Yeah, the last one I was at was Big Bad Voodoo Daddies, and I'm not saying that that wasn't good, but I'm excited mm-hmm. about Victor Wooten. All right. That being said, are we we're gonna Shall we transition get to into the book written by the aforementioned artist Victor Wooten? Yes. You like that aforementioned? Yes. It's a good word. I I like five mentioned better. I'm but. I'm glad that I had the dictionary up in front of me for me to know. <laughs> <laughs> so <sighs> we are continuing our uh Journey through this book, The Spirit of Music, written by Victor L. Wooten. Um, we are now on the measure 12, which is chapter 12 of the book. And it is called Prepare. And I'm going to spell it out for those who, because we're not showing it on video here. So it's P R E hyphen P A I R. So pre and the word pair, as in like a pair of fruit not or a pair of pears not well, a, pair I guess of a pair of pears pair <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking of the song low-hanging fruit by tenacious t <laughs> that's where i got free <laughs> oh <laughs> and um i'm gonna let you summarize this one <laughs> okay um so when we when we last left off, um, I don't know if they said everyone went to bed, but um, they all went to sleep, which is what you do at night. And uh, and uh, wow, where did I go? I don't even know where I am anymore. Uh, well, essentially, uh, so he got slapped. In his yes, first he got lesson. slapped. Yep. And then um, so everyone goes to bed, and they wake up the next morning. Sifu at um, around six o'clock says, "Hey, you know, it's time to get up." And um, they were going to start their, their lesson in 30 minutes. So Victor jumps up, he gets dressed, he runs to the kitchen to get um, a drink of orange juice, which is his drink du jour, actually drink of choice. It's, it's his drink every day. So drink, um, drink du jour. Yeah, I know. I was bad, bad, what? bad phrasing there. What? Uh, bad phrasing. So excuse me, what's the soup of the day? No, what is it? No, that was a. I totally ruined that line from the movie. Du jour. No, forget it. I ruined it. Continue. So anyway, he goes, gets, uh, gets his orange juice, comes back, brushes his teeth, and then meets Sifu in the, um, in the living room. Sifu is sitting in Michael's chair, so Victor kind of assumed that a lesson was on its way, and sure enough, it was. Um, They talked a little bit about. stuff in life and made some matrix references and um they talked a little bit about um sifu's fighting stance and he was kind of sitting laid back in the chair and you know victor joked around and says show me your fighting stance and he said well this is my fighting stance and he said oh that's not a fighting stance and he said sifu responded by saying um do you think that i'm going to show my enemies that i'm ready to fight um so anyway they go through that little um thing and um, blah, 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 where do I want to go from there? Oh, so they do this little phone book thing where he makes Victor hit, uh, he puts a phone book in front of his chest, Victor hits the phone book, and then um, Sifu then does the same thing back to Victor, but he does the the whole like one-inch punch, one punch thing and knocks Victor across the room, and 
after all of this, Victor realizes that um, when he thought the living room was, ju- was empty with just him and Sifu, um, he actually fell onto a table where Seiko was hiding. And then Ali pops out behind the couch and realizes that Michael's sitting up on top of a bookcase. Uncle Clyde was next to a light or something. He's by his I base where, in the corner. Yeah, and I forget where Isis was, but um, oh, Isis just stuck up behind him. Yeah. Um, so what what essentially happened was he thought the room was completely empty, and then realized that all of these people were here. And the the whole point behind the thing is that you know we go through life. Um, in a daze, you know, especially when you're when you're in um, familiar surroundings, you know. So he was at home, but didn't realize that you know these people were, for the most part, in plain sight. In fact, he said when he walked to get his um, his orange juice, the the couch doesn't sit up against the wall; it's kind of in the middle of the floor. So he actually walked right by Ollie when he went to get his orange juice and didn't realize he was there. Um, walked right by Michael, who was sitting up on top of the thing, and. You know, Uncle Clyde was so close that he could have grabbed him. So, you know, and and that always that always made me think. Like, I don't know if you if you've done this. So I I was thinking about this while reading this. When I started my current job, I know when I walked into the into the office for the first time, like I remember looking at it and like my perception of the way the office has changed. Even though nothing has moved, but like the way I perceive the office has changed drastically. Okay. Just by being there more often. I don't know if that makes sense, but no, it makes sense. Like, I got a certain vibe, but the more I've been there, it's like a different feel now and a different look, even though nothing's changed. No, I understand that. I, you know, because when I walk into, I, I walk into a restaurant and I look everywhere mm-hmm. just to know everything that's going on around me. And it's, it's, I don't know. I, I think it comes a little bit from my grandfather who, whenever we went out to a restaurant, he would not sit with his back to anybody in the restaurant. Like, if we had a table, it had to be on the side. And if he was sitting at the table, he had to sit on the side closest to the wall so he can have full view of everything around him. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. in the war, so it could totally be, like, a, a yeah. post-traumatic thing from the war and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's what this is. It's 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 You get so used to your surroundings that you don't see the things right. that are going on. And, you know, it made me think about how... When I was doing graphic design work, or I still do periodically, I, I purposely make sure people look at what I do a couple of times. Because mm-hmm. as someone who's sitting in front of it, whether you're writing, whether you're composing, whether you're editing, whatever you're doing, you're seeing it so often, it's almost becoming, you're becoming numb to whatever changes may be there. And you may miss yep. something. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they state, is that we start missing things. Because, I mean... I don't. I think about it when I get in the car. I get in the car. I drive down the street. I get on the highway. I go to work. Boom. Yep. Like you start not paying attention to the things around you. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, you know do. there there have been times I've gotten to work and I'm like, how did I do this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <it's... laughs> yep. So it, yep, it's for it's, sure. It's interesting and and the the words that they use. Um, you're you're blind, not deaf. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because he did hear at one point he did hear Seiko laugh, right? But just kind of assumed that she was like in another room right. or whatever, right? So yeah, so that's a, it's interesting. Yep. And what's interesting? So just to kind of talk about the whole, you know, knowing your surroundings. I remember, like, when I was shooting weddings, one of the things that I would do a lot. Um, so I'm a 
I used to be a left eye shooter, so I, my camera was in front of my left eye. Um, and the last wedding I shot, whose wedding was it? I don't remember who it was, but I switched to my right eye because my left eye was giving me problems and I couldn't see very well. Um, and what I noticed was when I had it in my right eye, because I tried to do this with my, with my other left eyes, as you're shooting a reception or even the, the ceremony itself, like my other eye is constantly scanning for other things to take pictures of. Right. But when you're shooting this way, like it's your the camera's like blocking your eye. But when I moved over here, like now I had like more vision, right, you know, right. so I could really right. see what's going on. Um, and that's just one of, one of the things. Like I was always looking for like you know what's happening next or where do I have to go next right. or you know if I'm sneaking around a ceremony, am I going to step on someone? Is there something in the way that's going to make right. noise? I'm always trying to figure out what that is. So. Um, you're just trying to always be aware, but I don't do it all the time. I probably should. So what you mean in the sense of like, just, just always being aware of, yeah. of, of my surroundings, you know, and I, I work with, you know, you know, I work with the government. I work with a lot of security people. Right. And when we go out to lunch, it's fun to watch the security people try to get to the point where they have a vantage point of the door and the window and everyone coming in and getting all the, like watching them fight over those spots to like try and get the good vantage point is really funny. I it's, but it's, it, I don't really care. <laughs> I don't know where that come fr comes from with me, but that's what I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, like I if if I've ever gotten to the restaurant where I where I'm like, which side do you want to sit on? And my back is to everybody. I get a little like anxiety mm -hmm. from not being able to see everything. Right. Um. And I pick the wall because I like to lean on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even when I'm in the if I go into the city, which is a very 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 rare occasion, I tend mm -hmm. to walk in the back of whatever crowd I'm with. Because right. it's more of my way of being able to keep an eye of what's going on in front of me, mm -hmm. yep. you know. Um, so it's it's, but it is true though. In your own home, though, like I could walk around the house with the with with it being pitch black, mm -hmm. you know, because you get so used to those turns and whatever. Right. It's a little hard now with a puppy, but yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you gotta shuffle the feet so you don't step on them. Step on them. So. Yeah. Um, but after all this, Victor kind of you know feels bad about it because michael was saying like this is something that like this is important for what we're about to do you need to be more aware like like if what if a phaser had jumped up behind you and that's kind of how isis kind of snuck up on victor where it was you know kind of weird um so he, he apologizes and and michael uh sorry sifu finally says making mistakes is okay embrace it accept it and learn from it repeat that enough times and like my punch you will no longer have to pull back at all and that is a hard thing for me is trying to accept those mistakes. But I know that I need to. We but don't I have a hard time. We don't accept it. our own, but we accept others. Right. Like I, I and that that for me, same thing for me. It's probably not until with the past few years where I've kind of started coming out of it. I was like, okay, I made a mistake. I still am a little bit hard on myself, but I'm trying to mm -hmm. like, okay, you know what? I can fix it and it's fine. I can move forward. Yep. I can learn from this. But I used to tell people, don't you know what? So what? It happens. Mm -hmm. You'll be fine. Yep. And just you've learned. You'll learn from it. But like, I exactly. would walk away from the ballot, and I would make a mistake. Like, I can't believe I did this. Oh my! <laughs> you know, like <laughs> because that um, we didn't read the 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 sub the, like the tagline to this one was never underestimate the power of doing something wrong. Right. But it's true. I mean, mm -hmm. like even with tech stuff, 
there's a lot of times before I even call you or text you, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of times I'm putting things and doing things and trying things. And I try everything that I think I could do. And if I can't get to it, then that's usually when I reach out to you and say, hey, I've done this, this, mm-hmm. and this. And you should either tell me what I've missed or you just call me an idiot. But that's okay. Right. <laughs> but it's true. Like you, the, That's trial and error. Mm-hmm. That's really and, – and we – I agree. It's a tough thing to, you know. Yep. It's a tough thing to do. Yep, and then Michael says um, a little bit further later um, when they were talking about, you know, that he didn't see everything, um, he said, yes, you can see, but you choose not to. You chose not to, sorry. Um, You did, sorry, let me try this again. Words are hard. Yes, you can see, but you chose not to. You did not use your awareness. Even without paying attention, you should have noticed us because they were all basically in plain sight and just, you know, um, and then later on, it says you are focusing your energy in the wrong direction. Turn your attention towards gratitude. Be thankful for the lesson and make a point to be better from now on. So he was trying to, you know, because Victor was still feeling bad about, you know, messing up, and um, and then they get into this this whole gratitude thing, which I think they, they talk about, you know, thanking his base again. Um, if if I've jumped over you, let me know. No, no, you're fine. You're good. Go. Okay. Because I think this is the this is more of the heart of this. Yeah. Chapter is what you're getting into. Yep. Um, let me just go back a little bit so I can lead into this. Oh, no. Come on, Kindle. Oh, no. I highlighted a big, a big portion, and I have a hard time turning the page back. Here we go. Um, so, um, let's see. It was Michael again who says this. When you honestly thank someone or something, you inadvertently or purposely give a part of yourself to that one person or thing the more you do it the stronger and more permanent the bond becomes think about it a team is always stronger than the individual players so even before you play pair up pair with your instrument pair with your audience pair with music do it before you start a task in other words the best way to prepare is to prepare and that's the title of the the chapter and then victor tells him about the story about his base um so when Michael had mentioned in the first book to thank his base, Victor spent 30 minutes, 30 minutes of um, time just to thank his base. And he said that it kind of leapt up onto his shoulder and it felt lighter. Um, and it said that Victor, he, Michael said, Victor, your base had always been waiting, had been waiting years to, for you to recognize it. That is why it jumped on your shoulder as soon as you reached for it. It was out of gratitude. Which is kind of neat, you know, just to... And it's something that I do. We've talked about it. You know, I thank my instruments. You know, I've, um, you know, a friend of mine, uh, her son was in a car accident re- recently, and I drove her to the, to the scene of the crime. The scene of the crime. Wow. <laughs> Is her son okay? <laughs> well, yeah, it was fine. It was a very minor accident, but you know, like when I got back, like I thanked my car for being able to do that. You right. Know? And I find myself doing that more often. Like, thank you for getting me to this place and that place. So it's kind of weird. But I do it. So um, everybody talks to a car. <laughs> no, that's just true. I talk to my car all the time. Yeah, especially when it's on empty, and I'm like, "Don't worry, I'm going to feed you. Just let me get there." <laughs> <laughs> and then this is the next thing I want to talk about. Um, the, 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 this is a, something that Michael said, and it was a thing that they had done. 
He said, uh, I want you all to thank each other right now. Say it out loud if you feel it. And back when I was in high school, I, I've talked a lot about my choir, my choir director. This is something we did every year, um, right before we went out for Christmas break. And then the very last rehearsal that we had for the year, we would sit in a giant circle and we would thank each other for something that we had done throughout the year, whether it was you know, just being there or helping out with rehearsals or you know whatever it was. And we all took turns thanking each other in a giant circle for a couple hours. And that was just something that we did. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Especially at that age. Yeah. As a teenager. Because we can be jerks as teenagers. We sure can. And then... We can be jerks as any age. No, I know. But I mean, like, it's more prominent as a teenager. Whereas, like, as you get older, you know how to be snarky as you're being a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know, but seriously, like to, to, to get teenagers to to go around and think. But, you know, it's also the fact that you probably could do that with a sports team as well, because you build a camaraderie oh, yeah. with those with those mm-hmm. with your peers. Uh, right. it, it probably would be harder in a classroom setting because you probably have like three people that know each other, four people that know each other. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to get that. But it and, is, and I think that in a classroom, the end goal isn't the same as the end goal. Exactly. Of making music or. Right. playing sports, you know, or, you know, I'm sure, um, you know, like acting troops and stuff like that have right. that same, you know, I remember, bond. I remember when, um, I was, uh, I was a freshman in high school and like last minute, two weeks before the show, uh, the music was going to go on two of the main, well, like supporting main leads dropped out. And I was asked in a, friend of mine was asked to take over because we were understudies so i had to learn all the material all the songs all whatever choreography that love little what was there we did so well as a group in the it was a musical it was a play within a musical it was, uh taming of the shrew uh the musical and so it was a acting troupe in the musical performing taming of the shrew so we had to learn shakespeare as well because that's what that is and we went to hofstra for a shakespeare competition and we took the serious part of well, somewhat serious part of Same of the Shrew, and we performed it as a troupe, and we won Best Ensemble. And I remember, mm-hmm. like, prior to it, we all kind of, like, bonded and got together, and then after it, we all kind of, like, thanked each other because it was just, you know, it, it, we did it, we had fun. There wasn't any question of, like, whether we were going to win or not. It was just more of the fact that we were able to do it. Mm-hmm. And then we won Best Ensemble, which kind of, like, it hits home a little bit. You know, no one was singles yeah. out. It was like everybody worked well together. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was on stage for like less than a five seconds, but it was just yeah. it, that that it was just all that. So it's it's true. It's it's mm-hmm. everything. It's the music groups. It's the sports teams. The actors. I even think you know you have in corporate, you have these groups that are working on a project. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of that project, you know, sit down whether it's five people yeah. or ten people, and you just thank each other because everybody had a role in that project. Well, you hope everybody did their thing, but everybody had a role in that project. Right. You know, and, you know, I try to do it at work. There are times when we do things together and I make sure that I thank everybody that has done. It could be as simple as here's the copies that you need to hand out. Mm-hmm. Thank you for right. giving me those copies, you know, like mm-hmm. that type of thing. It's yeah. um, I don't thank my car. I just started. So I did thank my last car, though, but after the accident for keeping oh. me safe. Makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I just talked to my car. I get mad at it when it does silly things, but I know it's not it. It's probably me. So, right. 
Why did you run through that stop sign, <laughs> stupid car? Why did you drive me to 7-Eleven to pick up a Slurpee and a donut? <laughs> no, it wasn't me. It was you. You did it. <laughs> uh, we're not sponsored by 7-Eleven. <laughs> we don't have 7-Eleven out here. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Speedway. You, what? Speedway. Same company. But. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that all being said, so they started th- thanking each other hugging and all that stuff whatever and then he he had michael had everybody kind of close their eyes and start thanking themselves and start putting that thanking that energy inside of them and in the previous book it was it's very similar to that meditation that michael had victor do where yes he kind of built an aura a glow inside Mm -hmm. of him and in this whole process as they were thanking Victor felt this change and, and, and Michael's like, make it bigger, make it bigger. And then he said, mm-hmm. can you split it off? And he, he helped him kind of split it off. And he gave that energy, that thanks to Seiko and, um, and Ali. And it was one other one, I believe as well. Cause I think it did, did it three. He did it for three people. Yeah, I think so. I think the other one was, uh, uncle Clyde. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And, that and, that is something that and then they sat on that for like a good amount of time to kind of take in that energy Mm -hmm. take it in and then victor who has a tendency to open up his eyes whenever he's doing anything like this (laughs) he opens up his eyes and he says like the room was surrounded by this yellowish glow as if as when he did it in the previous book where it was just himself Mm -hmm. and and michael but what i think is very interesting is he hears a melody and he hears a melody that sounds like Uncle Clyde playing the harmonica mm-hmm. throughout this whole entire process, right? And then um, the, the, there's there is a line that he says, "Where is it?" Michael begins to whisper, it, "It's time to begin. We must keep our eyes open even when they are closed." Right? My young pupils, you do not fully understand what is going on, and there is no time to fully explain. But understand this. If music is in danger, we are all in danger. It is a threat to everybody. And then he goes further to say, music brought us together, and we will act together. We have to stay linked to succeed. We will not. He paused, took a breath. We cannot always physically be together, but through music, we will be united. We can recall this feeling. We must recall this feeling. You know when the time is right. Isis Clyde, do you have anything to add, right? And after that, they all asked who was playing the music. Because they because Victor opened his eyes and noticed that Clyde's eyes were closed and his hands mm-hmm. were to his side. He didn't have a harmonica yep. in his hand. And, and at the very beginning of all of this, when Victor was trying to do this, he was struggling and Isis whispered in his in his ear. Oh, that's right. Ear, yes, yes, I forgot to say that. Yeah. And he opened his eyes, and she was six feet across the room, right? Not nowhere near right, him. Right, she touched him with a flat feather on the top of yep. his forehead. Yep. Yeah. So everything was all is all. Um, and I'm wondering because Uncle Clyde doesn't say anything, so I'm wondering in a sense if it's stating that Uncle Clyde was performing internally, and because Maybe. they were united, just like Isis was able to whisper in his ear and. Mm-hmm. And touch him with a feather that he was performing the music internally and spreading that to everybody else. Right. So I, I think that's that's very interesting. And Ali also noticed this as well. Ali was mm-hmm. like, I, I thought he was playing and he, and he wasn't. Yep. 
And then, and, after, I, and I will say this: this is an important part of the book to remember because it does come back later yes, on in the book. Yes, yes. So do remember this part for later on, and we'll remind you. And then we'll remind I'll you. Forget. To, <laughs> and then we'll remind you to come back to this episode to listen to it again, and there'll yep. be this vicious cycle of you listening to both episodes. <laughs> 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 yes, it is. It's a very important part of what happens moving forward. And just to give you the cliffhanger into next week's episode, unless you have more to add before I read the ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they all kind of were like, oh, I thought Uncle Clyde was playing music. Just then the front door opened. We all turned to look. It was Jonathan. I was happy to see him, but I didn't like what he had to say. Michael, get ready. They're here. Dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum. It's, it's interesting how... Um, this chapter is so weird because they start off in this mentality of fighting, mm-hmm. but they really never pursue it. Right. And the way they want to fight, which is what Sifu was kind of showing, is that you don't want to fight. Right. You want to you want to stay calm, and well, that's you, typical of a martial art, really. Which is true, you, and but it should be that way. I mean, we, you should mm-hmm. never go into a situation expecting a fight. You should be in right. a situation expecting to. Um, lack for a better word, de-escalate whatever you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure you do a lot of de-escalation in your job. Yep. Usually myself. I'm de-escalating <laughs> myself. <laughs> I have a mirror by my desk. You need to come down off that ledge. You need to come down off that ledge. <laughs> Put down the knife. Put, Put down, down the, the knife. <laughs> but how am I going to cut my sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jake and the fat man. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's weird because we're like more than halfway in the book. Mm-hmm. Things are about to get funky. Yes, sir. Yeah. Let me see if I can tell you exactly how far we are. Yeah, because you probably have the percentage, right? I hope so. The next chapter is a big chapter. 55% complete. Yeah, we're just a little over halfway. Next chapter is a big chapter. It's it's a it's a lot of craziness. Time signature. Yes. So. So. A needle pulling thread. La. A note to follow. So. Tea sounds delicious right now, and I want to make some. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I bought a Govi teapot. Oh, did I you? I can set up on my phone and have the water in there, and I can have it set to start at a certain time. I can choose a specific temperature. Nice. So I'm going to try it out this weekend because I don't want to just do it and walk away. Like I want to see if it actually works. But it was really funny. Does it light up as well? Huh? Does it light up as well? Uh, I don't know. I have to look. Okay. Yeah. I also bought myself it, a small fire. Isn't it the same company that does your lights? No. Oh, I thought Gobi did your lights. No, they do. They do lights. It all connects to the same network. Right. So it's the same, the same company. Yeah, but there's no lights on it like LEDs. Well, I asked you if it was the same company as your life. Oh, oh, I I thought you said, are there lights on it? (laughs) Well, I did. I said, because it's the same. It's a light. It's the same company as a light, but there's no LEDs on the actual pot. Got it. That's what it was. I didn't realize they made anything other than lights. They make a lot of stuff. Yeah. Now I know. Pretty pretty interesting. But we're not sponsored by Jovi or Govi or however it's pronounced. So if you're listening and you work for them, please, please, we'd be happy to... uh, Shed a little light, as they say. Yes. Or tea. (laughs) Every Friday and Sunday, 
Kyle. We go live. Kyle goes live on Fridays at 8 o'clock. We go live 7.30 on Sundays. So you're listening to this. Check us out. We also want to thank you for joining us on this journey every week. We thank everybody who's taken the time to listen to download. As you know, they come out every Tuesday. And a few weeks later, they are out on the YouTube. So check out them if you'd like to see us in the in person in a sense um we also have some bloopers that happen which uh kyle does upload on fridays so those are our youtube shorts so check out our youtube channel then all the other social networks are set in our closing and we have a nice little link that kyle puts together in our show notes and um just want to thank everybody and i want to thank kyle because kyle does a lot of work on this um he edits the the uh, and i know that he's kind of got it down so it's it doesn't take him too long but i know there's a process to it so i mm-hmm. you know a thanks to kyle for the time that he puts in to make sure that these podcasts are ready to go the videos are uploaded um he has a little bit more time than i too not a lot not a lot i'm not saying he's freer than i am but he has a little extra time that he's able to make this happen and uh i am always willing to help but he is always getting it done and taking care of it. So thank you, Kyle. And thank you for doing this because if it were just me, it'd be very boring. No. Yes, it would. Yes, it would. No, just <laughs> for sure. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you all so much. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Turn on the Music podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Click on the link tree in our show notes to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our Twitch and YouTube channel. If you would like to continue the conversation, join us on our Discord. If you like what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast service of your choice and give us a five-star rating. Remember, always share the music.